You are listening to The Pregnancy Podcast with Vanessa Merton. Hello, thank you for tuning into The Pregnancy Podcast. I hope you enjoyed Thanksgiving with family and friends and that you enjoyed some Black Friday or Cyber Monday shopping. And I put together a list of deals that I think you would be interested in, like 30% off insoles, 36% off a prenatal vitamin, 50% off vitamin D drops for your baby. You can check out all the deals at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash Black Friday. I want to thank Motherhood Maternity for their support of this episode. Right now, you can get 40% off one item with the code MAMA40. And to check that out, go to PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash maternity clothes. I also want to thank Evenflow, who makes an awesome car seat. This car seat is going to take your baby from the time they're born until they outgrow a car seat altogether. To check that out and get a promo code to save 10%, go to PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash car seat. And I want to thank Zoller, who makes an amazing prenatal vitamin. You're going to hear more about that in the episode today. To check out the vitamin and get a promo code to save 25%, go to PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash vitamin. And there is a Black Friday sale going on right now with that vitamin. And you're going to want to go to PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash Black Friday and use the link there to save an extra 11%. So it's 36% off. Last week, we talked about miscarriage, which is something that is so common and not that commonly talked about. And we got into why miscarriage happens, things that you can do to prevent miscarriage, and what happens when you have a miscarriage and how to cope with that loss. This week, we are talking about your prenatal vitamin. While you should be eating a healthy diet, it's difficult to get all of the vitamins and minerals that you need just from your diet alone. And it's always a good idea to take a prenatal vitamin just to cover your bases and make sure that you have all of the vitamins and nutrients that you need. I've done several episodes on different components of things that are in your prenatal vitamin, like folate versus folic acid, iron, vitamin D. I'm going to link to a pile of things in the show notes. And there's also going to be a lot of links that aren't mentioned in this episode. But if you would like any further reading or you want to check out more of the research and evidence behind prenatal vitamins and the components in them, then you can find everything in the show notes at PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash episode 145. And to tackle this topic, which can be a little bit complex when you're talking about the different nutrients that are involved in a prenatal vitamin, I brought on an expert resource. In this episode, I talked to Ken Israel, who's a formulator. He's a pro on everything that goes into a vitamin and how to put it all together to get to a finished product. I hope that you enjoy this episode. Ken, thank you for joining me on the Pregnancy Podcast today. I wanted to give my listeners a little bit of your background so that we have some context on your expertise in the vitamin world. Would you mind kind of telling us a little bit about how you got into this industry and your role there? I, I would be delighted, Vanessa, and I appreciate you welcoming me to the show. I've been involved in the dietary supplements industry 
um, for about 30 years. I started off as an herbalist and nutritionist. Um, I initially wanted to be an economist and got into organic agriculture as a senior research thesis project. And um, that introduced me to health food stores and met an herbalist and you know, my path started there. Along the way, I've worked in contract manufacturing of supplements as a product developer and have had an active consulting career alongside this for about 20 years. Um, I've been doing work specifically for Advanced Nutrition by Zoller for almost a decade. And one of the first big projects that they invited me to work on was their prenatal project. And this was a fabulous opportunity to innovate and change the discussion in the space and do something special. Well, thank you for kind of filling us in on how you got involved in all this stuff. I want to start, I've done some episodes on the podcast on specific ingredients like folate and iron, and I thought it would be helpful to do more of a comprehensive episode that's just on prenatal vitamins. So I really just want to pick your brain and kind of sort out what people should be looking for or paying attention to. And I want to start with just talking about why it's important to take a prenatal vitamin and how that differs from a regular multivitamin. Absolutely. And let me also add to the background. This project became intensely interesting to me in that we did an early version of the project or the product. And then Ben asked me, you know, let's try harder. And this coincided with my wife becoming pregnant and me taking a really keen interest for very personal reasons um, in this space. And I looked at the landscape of the prenatals and women's multivitamins that were available, and I was not delighted. And I wasn't delighted for a couple of reasons in that there were either the usual suspect choices from the physicians which just focused on a few key ingredients in not terribly innovative or bioavailable or bioactive forms, um, or there were formulas that had, from my perspective, too much of some things, not enough of others. A woman ideally should be starting with a prenatal um, months before conception, if you are planning on getting pregnant, that's the time to start with prenatal nutrition. You want to build up the body's stores of a number of key nutrients. Um, you also want to make sure that the body is nutritionally replete. Most of us live in a constant state of depletion in nutrition. I'm not talking about frank deficiency, but certainly not optimal levels. Well, and especially when you're talking about pregnancy, um, yeah. ideally you want to be as healthy as possible before you Absolutely. conceive. Um, yes. And then you have a human that is going to be pulling from any stores that you do have of vitamins for all the growing that they're yeah. doing. And there's so many, you know, you mentioned some of the important nutrients for pregnancy. Um, it used to be thought that folic acid was the correct solution. I'm going to be very specific and say it's not folic that you want, it's folate. Um, folic acid is a synthetic material that can, be, can in fact be problematic. Not everybody can convert folic acid into its active format. So 
providing folate, which is in its biologically active form, is really important. And this is really important in the earliest stages of pregnancy when you start forming the neural tube, the brain, the spinal cord. Um, in fact, if there's deficiency, there can be terrible problems. That's why the FDA and the USDA mandated supplementing grain products, flour, cereals with folic acid to reduce the risk of neural tube defects. I think it was a good effort, but it was a little bit misguided and industry got involved and I don't think the best possible solution was implemented. So folate is real important. Iron is important. Iodine and of course fatty acids. And this is really where we stepped out in a very different way and said, you know, fatty acid nutrition's absolutely critical. And that should be part of a prenatal strategy. I'm almost surprised that how few, it's very rare that prenatal vitamins do include DHA. Well, um, it's tough. It's challenging. It's it, it's a fatty acid. It increases the cost of manufacturing. It increases the challenges of stability. And quite frankly, it's expensive stuff, you know. So a lot of the um, products that need really high multiples and high margins don't want to go there with the premium ingredients. Um, it's unfortunate, but um, it's been rationalized out of a lot of approaches. That said, it's doing much better. Um, some of the big guys have followed our lead, and you can actually see some of the big prenatal companies um, adding an extra DHA product. We decided to put our entire formula in a base of DHA or docohexanoic acid, the key fatty acid for eye and brain development in the growing baby. I mean, do you think that we're going to see more of that in the future? Do you think other companies will start including DHA within their prenatal? Or well, do you think it's just slow? Two, two answers. Um, I hope so. And yes, um, it's already happening. It's already on trend. It's already now required for infant formula. Um, and it's becoming easier to do and the products are becoming much better. Um, and when I say that, we at Zoller started off with fish-derived DHA when we first started producing the product. We recently migrated to a plant-derived DHA. It's actually from a wild-source algae from the Bay of Fundy up in Nova Scotia, and it's naturally fermented and water-extracted. There's no risk of heavy metals, no PCBs, no microplastics, none of the bad guys that you might hear about with some of the other DHA products. So, you know, yes, the industry is following. They're using fish oil. We've already moved on to plant-derived DHA that's of higher purity, greater stability, um, and frankly, the people who are producing it are great people, so we like working with them. I think it's so critical to be taking a really high-quality vitamin. I think that there's a huge spectrum of what's out there. Mm -hmm. And I think it's I, definitely a worthwhile investment. Oh, totally. And, you know, everybody should be taking nutrition. Every, everybody should be looking at their diet and saying, you know, how do I fill in the blanks? How do I fill in the areas where I'm not completely replete with the nutrients, where I'm not optimal? Most people take a multivitamin, but it's so important for expecting moms to transition from a regular multi to a prenatal. Um, there's some nutrients that just aren't provided in sufficient levels to make sure that the body's in the correct status nutritionally for an optimal pregnancy outcome. And 
we're learning more every day. You know, for instance, iodine was not on the radar 10 years ago. Now it's absolutely on the radar and something that's really key for the baby to develop a healthy metabolism, actually for the mom to have a healthy metabolism during pregnancy. Um, uh, also important for thyroid function in the baby. Um, chromium is growing in importance. Um, many women, when they become pregnant, you hear a lot about unstable blood glucose levels, um, even gestational diabetes. You know, the body's working very, very hard. You're feeding two humans with one liver and one pancreas. It's challenging. So making sure that that insulin response system um, is working properly is key, and there's nutrients that support that specifically. Yeah, that's interesting, too, that you inc- – well, and chromium, I mean, there's not a daily recommended value for something like that, right? Um, well, you know, the FDA um, and the United States Department of Agriculture recently did change their requirements um, for this. And, you know, under the old RDA, which is still in effect, um, there was no requirement, but the new and upcoming RDA actually requires a small amount of chromium. That said, the clinically researched level is still about four times the, the, the amount recommended by FDA, even for pregnant women. But you'll be seeing labels change in the coming year with um, increasing amounts of chromium. Um, and also, they increase the amount of iodine quite significantly. If you look at the old recommendations, it was about 150 micrograms. The FDA is up to 290 micrograms, so really giving it the proper attention this time. I have to applaud their work. Yeah, well, that's and I, good. And I don't often do that. Right. I know sometimes it seems like it can take so long for the science to actually make it through to regulation. And Absolutely true. With government agencies, they don't always move so quickly. No, I, I think that, you know, they get it this time and, you know, we live in a different age. We live in an age now where probably one of the most activist populations and most informed populations um, and internet savvy populations are moms to be. They want the best possible answers, the best results for their from from their pregnancy for their child, um, and they're getting informed. I don't know a single mom or mom to be that hasn't you know, consulted Dr. Google um, with some great results and some questionable results, but certainly out there seeking good quality information. And, you know, you're providing a massive service by doing the podcast. And, you know, I, I hope that we can contribute some some truth and some unbiased fact into the space. Thank you. Yeah. And that's, that's what's challenging is it's a tremendous amount of, of work and hours to really dig through a ton of research and get down to evidence-based information for sure. Well, you know, I, I have to respect the team at Zoller um, in that their mandate for me has always been, you know, what is current scientific thinking on an ingredient? What is current scientific thinking on a formula? It's not hey, we need a product that fits this particular price model or we want to do an ingredient because it's hot in the market right now. It's really more about what should we be doing? What's the responsible move? What's the best form? 
And that those are our guide posts in building products. So they're really delightful folks to work with. And they've given me tremendous freedom from a formulaic perspective, from a dose development perspective, from an ingredient format selection perspective to deliver the types of products that I want my wife to use, and she did, or other members of my family to use. So, you know, it, it, it's really liberating and um, it's a good feeling. And uh, I, I kind of feel like we're doing the right thing in the world. Yeah, I think it sounds like you are. And it's definitely good to hear that. One thing I want to circle back on, you had mentioned using folate over folic acid. Absolutely. And I have done an episode on that where I talk a little bit about, you know, if you have an MTHTMFR gene, right? Right. Since I've been pregnant and had children, I actually, I did a DNA test and Mm -hmm. found out that I do have that mutation, which I think it's estimated that 50% of the population. I've heard varying estimates. If you look at 23andMe's data set, um, it's in excess of 20% have a full defect of methylation for you know, for, for, for methyl, to, to, to convert folic acid into methylfolate. That said, it's likely that 50% of the prop population has other challenges that lead to poor methylation. And just so that the non-scientist understands, from many nutrients and many um, processes in the body, we use methyl groups. These are small molecular structures to make nutrients more soluble, more bioactive. We also use methylation in, in, as part of our detoxification process. And there's genes, there's little protein structures that are either turned on or turned off um, that allow that to happen. And many of us have a challenge in that we don't have the protein structures in our body, the genes are not in the on position to do that important methylation work. So either it doesn't happen or we provide the body with nutrients that are body ready. And if you look at the actual form that folate takes in the dark leafy green vegetables and some of the animal derived foods that are rich in folic acid, it exists as folate. Folic acid is a product of a factory. It's a fermentation um, product. It's okay for some of us. For those of us who can't convert it, though, or who take too much, in fact, it can be quite problematic. You can have unmetabolized folic acid build up in the body. You can have unmetabolized folic acid in the digestive tract. And there's some evidence that this um, can actually cause some subtle problems in gut flora, in the microbial population in our gut, or in different types of tissue in the colon. Um, There's actually some work that couples excessive folate, um, exposure to glyphosate, which is a commonly used pesticide compound, um, and um, carcinogenesis. So this is a real serious issue, not just limited to pregnancy, but I think it affects the larger population as well. It may affect brain health. It affects a lot of different um, cardiovascular wellness. There's a big growing body of research on this. Yeah, and I've read through quite a bit of that stuff, and I can put some links in the show notes if anyone wants to get into more of the science on that and some of the studies on folic acid. For somebody that doesn't have that MTHFR mutation, is there any downside to taking a prenatal that has folate 
rather than folic acid? The only one I could think of is that the product costs a little bit more, um, but you're not using so much of it. I mean, this is an expensive ingredient. It costs over $10,000 a kilogram versus a few hundred dollars a kilogram for regular folic acid. Um, that said, you're using microgram quantities, maybe a milligram, which is you know a thousandth of a thousandth of a thousandth of those kilogram quantities um, per dose. So it's worth spending the extra money. The worst thing that happens is your body works a little less hard to make the nutrient active in the body. And the nice thing here is that the material that we use is produced by an Italian pharmaceutical company that has invested millions in human clinical research to show that the product, their, their ingredient is stable, it's bioactive, it's safe, and it's effective. So, you know, I, I'd say the extra money that you're spending, if you don't need it, and that's a small portion of the population, it's going to improve human well-being. So don't feel bad about it. You're not just throwing it, you know, down the toilet, as some people like to say, you're actually helping people and help you're helping yourself, and you may be helping others. So it's important stuff. Right. And we're not really talking about a huge cost difference between no, no, a, a and very I, no, inexpensive listen, prenatal. And I mean, you know, I don't think Zoller's extremely overpriced by any means. No, you could spend a lot more and get a lot less. Um, I mean, people pay much more attention to the, uh, to the brand onesie that they're going to swaddle their newborn in than they do the micronutrients that they're building their baby to be out of. So I say flip those priorities and spend a little more on the prenatal, get the best possible forms of nutrients and have a smart, healthy, happy baby. Right. That's the, that's definitely the most important thing. <laughs> right. I want to interrupt this episode just for a minute to thank the sponsors of this podcast. And then we're going to get into talking specifically about iron within a prenatal vitamin. Motherhood maternity is the best resource for maternity clothes. There's going to be some staples that you want for your pregnancy wardrobe, like jeans, leggings, and tops. Plus, they have a great selection of really cute maternity clothes for work and even dressier outfits for some of those holiday events coming up. You can get 40% off one item in the month of November with the code MAMA40. I shopped online with Motherhood Maternity during both of my pregnancies and was really happy with the selection, the quality, and the prices. It is so worth it to invest in maternity clothes. You're going to be so much more comfortable than trying to fit into things that are too tight. And these clothes are made specifically for pregnancy, so it's going to have room for your growing belly and it's going to fit you well. You can shop at your local motherhood store or shop online. And to check them out, go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash maternity clothes. One thing that you're going to need for your baby is a car seat. I've tried several different car seats for both of my kids, and I found one that I really love. And I love it because it is the only car seat that you're ever going to need. The Evenflow Every Stage car seat is going to take your child from the time that they are born all the way until they don't need a car seat anymore. It's an infant seat, a convertible, and a booster all in one. And they have this easy click latch system that makes it so easy to install it, to move it from one car to another. And when it comes to car seats, safety is a huge priority for me. And this seat is going to allow your child to be rear facing longer. 
This car seat is very well made, it's safe, and it is so easy to use. To check it out and get a promo code to save 10%, go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash car seat. And I want to thank Zoller for their support of this episode. You know that Zoller makes a really high quality prenatal vitamin. Talking to their formulator on today's episode really made me an even bigger fan of this vitamin because Zoller is not skimping on any ingredients. They use high quality stuff like omega-3s and DHA, the active form of folate, really bioavailable iron. This is the prenatal vitamin that I took during my entire last pregnancy and the vitamin that I'm still taking right now while I'm breastfeeding. Zoller is offering an exclusive discount if you listen to the podcast. To check out the vitamin and get a promo code to save 25%, go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash vitamin. And there's still a couple days to take advantage of their Black Friday deal. And if you go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash Black Friday, you can click on the link there and save 36% off the vitamin. Let's get back to talking about iron within a prenatal vitamin. One other thing that I wanted to touch on specifically and something that I think sets prenatal vitamins apart from multivitamins is iron. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about the iron? I'd be delighted to, of course. Um, I've, you know, had the privilege to work with a bunch of different, um, sources of iron in my career and to also formulate a lot of multivitamins and a few prenatals in, um, for the mom, iron deficiency anemia is one of the most common side effects of pregnancy. It's one of the biggest, um, causes for early miscarriage. So addressing iron needs is tremendously important. Um, the RDA for everybody is 18 milligrams. The RDA for pregnant women is 27 milligrams. So it's a 50% increase in the recommended minimum level of iron. And there's good evidence that perhaps a little more prior to and during pregnancy is important. The second thing we look at is the form that the iron takes. Um, if you look at your drugstore variety prenatals, many of them use ferrous sulfate, which is, you know, I'm going to be very direct. It can cause constipation and stomach aches, and so does pregnancy. So you kind of have this double whammy uh, combined with, in early pregnancy, morning sickness. It just creates a mess. Iron is difficult to absorb. Iron is tough on the stomach unless you use some very specific forms of it. For the Zoller prenatals, we selected um, Albion's um, ferrous bisglycinate, which is a very gentle form of iron. It's very bioactive, easy to assimilate. It's bioavailable. It goes to work fast. So um, we were very, very selective in the iron that we used. We wanted to assure that we had the gentlest, safest, easy to assimilate and bioactive iron for the product. Again, it costs a little bit more, but it's absolutely worth it, especially given 
the heavy challenges that you face early in pregnancy. I mean, your digestive system is not used to this, you know, growing baby in you. Then you get further in pregnancy, and quite frankly, you know, everything's being moved around to make room for this uh, little guy or girl inside. So you got to be kind to your digestive organs when you're um when you're conceiving. Right, and I'd like to add too. Iron is so important because when you're pregnant, your blood volume increases by 50%, which is exactly. huge. Yep. <laughs> and I think from a lot of the studies that I have read through, they estimate iron deficiency to be up to almost 30% by the time you're in the third trimester. Absolutely. Um, which is really high. So is it possible if you're taking a different prenatal vitamin that has another form of iron that may not be as bioavailable, if it says that it has 27 milligrams of iron, but it's not as bioavailable, is your body still absorbing the same amount? Does that question make sense? It absolutely makes sense. And you know, you're, you're right on track in that just because the iron, and that's the elemental iron, is in the product, it doesn't mean that it's going to get absorbed easily. We have a responsibility as nutritional formulators, as manufacturers, to really be selective and careful about the forms of nutrients that we use to assure that they're bioactive and bioavailable. It's not just checking a box and saying it's in there. It's really examining the product and saying, yes, it's in there, and you're going to be able to absorb it. It's going to actually go to work in the body. And, and the form we use is one of a couple outstanding forms in the market. There's some other protein-bound irons that are interesting but and, and useful and not necessarily as challenging on the gut. I don't want to say we have the only solution, but um, all too often you see inferior forms being used. And to me, that's a, um, that's a major fumble on the part of the formulator and the manufacturer. Do you think, is that just a product of wanting to keep costs low or? There's two or three drivers there, actually. Um, iron is a super reactive mineral. Um, the reason why your blood uses iron to carry oxygen as part of hemoglobin is as I like to say, iron loves to dance. It dances with just about everything, which means you it induces stability problems in formulas unless you're really careful how you formulate with it. So there's stability questions, one. Number two is a size issue. Iron in a chelated form, and we use a chelated form, which means it has transporter proteins, wrapped around the mineral, that takes up a fair amount of space. Um, you know, pure you could get ferrous sulfate, which is mostly iron. So it's really easy to fill the box, you know, fill fill the amount required with a small amount of material. When you use a chelate, it requires a much larger amount of material, which means your formula gets larger. You need more excipients. You have to shield other nutrients more from this. So it's um it's complicated a little bit, but there's three drivers. Um, one is stability, two is size, and three is cost. And we make some sacrifices on all three to make sure that we have the most bioactive, bioavailable form in the product. Yeah, I think I can't imagine all of the science and formulation and testing and everything that goes into formulating 
a finished product. It's it, it's a fun process. It's you know one of discovery every time, and you land up with some unexpected results. But you know at the end of the day, if you've done it right, you can really produce a tool that's meaningful in people's lives, and that's our goal. Yeah, well, we certainly appreciate all the hard work that you have done with the Zoller prenatal vitamin. Um, my audience knows I talk about this vitamin all the time. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, and I, it's definitely my recommendation and the vitamin that I'm taking. So I really appreciate all your time and your expertise today, Ken. Is there anything that you would like to add or any other points that you wanted to make before you go? Well, you know, I, I, I think you've covered the ground really well. I just, you know, I just encourage everybody to keep learning and to realize that the supplements you use are just that. They're supplements to a healthy lifestyle. This starts with sleep. It starts with activity. It extends into a state of connectedness with those around us and um, also um, eating good quality foods, clean foods, so, you know, it's not the be-all, end-all. I know my place, so to speak. It's a fairly small place. It's an adjunct to the foods we eat. Um, it can be really meaningful, but don't overlook the bigger picture, which is being, you know, getting adequate rest, getting adequate exercise, being connected to those that you love and the world around you, and uh, making wise choices about what we consume in the form of food. That is an excellent point. And yeah, it's just one piece of the puzzle. Uh, definitely mm -hmm. an important, important keystone piece, I think. But you're right. I think there's a lot of other components that we need to be paying attention to. Absolutely. But they all work together. And when they work well, you know, beautiful things happen. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Ken. I appreciate your time. Oh, it's been a true pleasure. Thank you so much. To recap today's episode, Ken and I talked about some different components of a prenatal vitamin and some things that you may want to look for when you're shopping for a prenatal. Of course, you can go with Zoller's Prenatal Plus DHA. Or if you want to look for a different vitamin, you may want to look for something that has folate, something that has bioavailable iron. And if it does not include DHA, that's probably something that you would want to consider adding as an additional supplement. Or if you just want to simplify your life, you can get the Zoller Prenatal Plus DHA. That's my recommendation for a vitamin. And after listening to the episode today, I'm sure you can see why I'm such a fan of it. I want to thank you for tuning into the Pregnancy Podcast today. I hope that you find this episode helpful. As always, you can contact me, Vanessa, at PregnancyPodcast.com, and you can find notes and resources for this episode at PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash episode 145.